0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Hipstery. I'm your host, Nick Floyd, and I'm podcasting from downtown Franklin, Tennessee, a mecca for hip and artsy culture on the outskirts of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm super jazzed to take you on this journey through the history of hipster, a.k.a. Hipstery with me. As air quotes. If you could see me doing it, I would just flopping my fingers around there. Uh, So we'll start from the basics and uh, we'll make our way deeper into the realm of hipster by discussing the history of things like wayfarers, gluten, indie music, fixed gear bikes, and so much more. Much, much more. But for now, let's crack this coconut open, pour the water into a glass, and refresh ourselves in true hipster fashion while we figure out exactly where the term hipster all started. Episode one, where it all began. I'm going to do that every, every time i want to do. Episode one, episode two. All right, so the term hipster, it's, uh, it's really taken off, so to speak, in, in, uh, in quote-unquote modern culture. Some people, they take offense to it, and some people embrace it, like myself. Uh, but do the people who use it really know where it came from or what it even means. You know, I, I personally, I have no idea um, where it came from, where it began. And that's why I'm intrigued to, to do this podcast, because I want to dig deeper. And I want to figure out exactly where it came from, where it started, um, and what it means today in, in modern culture right now, here and now. So let's, let's take it, you know, real, real basic. So by definition, a hipster is a person who follows the latest trends, fashions, uh, especially those regarded as being outside the cultural mainstream. So instead of sitting in a room alone for far too long, as if I don't do that enough anyway, I decided to ask a few friends over at the visitor center of downtown Franklin what hipster really means and what exactly does it mean for something to be culturally mainstream.
1: Hipster, so this is what I think about it. I feel like it's a walking contradiction, and then when I think about that, I think of that Green Day song. So if you know it, it's a perfect definition. If you don't, it's like this. So hipsters want to be counterculture and progressive, but they're kind of turning into the opposite because everyone is kind of a hipster. If you look a certain way, if you have a beard like yours, you're hipster now, and your glasses, you have like dark framed glasses, so that's a hipster. But you're not really, but because that's what a hipster has become, I feel like they're kind of a walking contradiction because they want to be against mainstream culture, but they're becoming mainstream culture. So that's my thought on it.
2: The term hipster. When I think of a hipster, I think of skinny jeans, a long beard, and PBR (laughs) and American Spirits. Uh, No, but I think really what it comes from is our parents teaching us to be authentic and to be true to ourselves and um, just individuals. And I think that really it's just become a group of people that um, have wanted to turn away from mainstream culture and mass media and the culture industry giving us music with no thought and the same lyrics over and over again and food with i don't know it's boring (laughs) uh but yeah i think that i like hipsters (laughs) my husband's from kentucky he does not so much like hipsters, but I've definitely bought a few things at Goodwill and chopped them up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so.
3: Uh, hipsters is a funny word. I don't know that I completely understand it, although I think somebody comes to mind when I hear the word. And it's usually somebody uh, with jeans that they shouldn't be wearing and they're rolled up. There's a look to it. There's a uh ambiance to it i think the term it has morphed more into a style or from a what maybe could be termed initially a star a style to more kind of a lifestyle now so hipster to me is a little bit more than just look and feel or a particular brand of clothing or anything like that but more to a spirit right uh, the lifestyle a spirit of adventure belonging Um, You know, exploration, uh, curiosity, wonder, those kinds of things.
4: So um, for me, hipster originally in the Midwest, it's a little bit different than what it is here in Nashville. Um, For the first time I experienced hipsters, it was like through house shows. And it was like the kids that couldn't afford to go to venues. Like they didn't have any cash to pay the cover. So they would just go party in a basement. Um, So it was kind of like that... A little more grungy, um, like doesn't really care what people think idea. Um, And now I think it's transformed a little bit more to be yuppie. Um, So it's people that can afford it's more of a lifestyle higher end, but it looks like they didn't pay a lot for it. Or like they work really hard to look like they didn't take a shower, but they have totally taken three today. So, yeah, it's more it's more transformed into yuppie for me.
0: But the real question here is what exactly is the cultural mainstream with geek culture being directly tied to hipster culture? It's it's hard to find an in between that isn't mainstream
3: Uh, mainstream culture is uh, something I love talking about it. I think uh, most um, conversations. Um, and let's remove the qualifier for a second of mainstream because culture as a whole is, is a really important topic. And I love, I love reading, studying and, uh, communicating about it as a whole, but mainstream culture, I think, um, is more of a definition of mass culture or mass adopted culture. So things that would, um, you know, have a greater kind of bandwidth to it. Or uh, so, you know, certainly in we're seeing mainstream culture uh, now because of uh, political ideologies. We've got one side or the other. It's this or that. Uh, Culture is obviously far more nuanced, but mainstream culture tends to be more us versus them or black and white uh, than a nuanced uh, ideology of, of cultures.
1: A popular overtaking I guess so something that uh, everyone wants to be a part of or something that everyone is interested in Uh, that's kind of how I would view it I guess so like if we go back to the hipster example um, everybody is dressing that way or everybody is trying to dress a certain way so if a fashion craze comes out uh, like the flannel shirt when Nirvana was around, right? Grunge. Something becomes popular and people kind of latch on and go from there. And I feel like that's kind of how hipsters have become. And mainstream culture is just that. So something catches on and everybody kind of goes with it. That's, I guess, how I would view mainstream culture.
2: Mainstream culture. I think that it is when the mass media and the culture industry catch up to what people are doing, and they market to it. So if you think about how Urban Outfitters is now selling the destroyed jeans that you tried to make yourself, or the flannel shirts and all the vinyl records that you're seeing now.
4: Um, the first thing I think of when I think of mainstream mainstream culture is like Top 40 Radio, just like whatever is spoon-fed to you by the media. Um, so And it's kind of just like not really... Uh, opinionated. It's just whatever everybody else thinks is what you also think.
0: So do we really understand what it means to be a hipster? I mean, I feel as though in order for us to truly understand it, we must go back to the 1940s. You know, way back. Not too long ago, 1940s. You guys are familiar with it. The term was coined during the Jazz Age when hip emerged as an adjective to describe aficionados of the growing scene. Although the adjective's exact origins are disputed, some say it was a derivative of hop, a slang term for opium, while others believe it comes from the West African word hippie, meaning to open one's eyes. Which would make sense, seeing that to be considered a hipster in today's culture, you must be open to the idea of new things on the scene, Sort of like when Death Cab for Cutie came on the scene and you wanted to be the first to listen to the record. Or when Fight Club came on the scene and you wanted to say you read the book before you saw the movie. Anyway, in an age where terms like spinster and gangster were commonly used, it only seemed right to add the common English suffix stir to the often used term hip. Making the word hipster, if you haven't mathematically put those two things together the first documented use of the word hipster came from jazz musician harry gibson's 1944 album boogie woogie in blue which included a very short glossary called for characters who don't dig jive talk the word hipster was defined in the glossary as characters like hot jazz this is quite different from what the term means now so let's dig a little deeper the same year, African-American jazz singer Cab Calloway published the new Cab Calloway's Hepster's Dictionary of Jive, which had no listing for the word hipster. But this is where things get interesting, because in 1939, the word hepster was found in Cab Calloway's Hepster's Dictionary, which was clearly a play on, on the infamous Webster's Dictionary. Hepster's, Webster's? The term hepster meant a devotee of jazz or to be hep. Being hep also meant you were a hepcat, which is directly defined as being a knowledgeable person. This is a direct correlation to today's hipster, as they were often described to be knowledgeable in a a broad range of music, artisanal food, and alternative lifestyles. So with the term hipster originating from jive talk in the 1940s, what exactly did it mean to folks and fans outside of the jazz scene? Initially, hipsters were usually middle-class white youths seeking to emulate the lifestyle of the largely black jazz musicians they followed. But in the jazz scene, in 1959, author Eric Hobsbawm, originally writing under the pen name Francis Newton, described hipster language, i.e. jive talk or hipster talk, as an argot and cant designed to set the group apart from outsiders. Outsiders? Now that sounds a lot like the ideology of hipsters in modern society, Because they are essentially outsiders, or they see themselves as outsiders. Uh, The people who are looking in from the outside, who understand pop culture from the outside, who, who are seeing things or hearing things before the people on the inside are hearing them. The subculture rapidly expanded, and after World War II, a literary scene grew around it. So much so that legendary author Jack Kerouac described 1940s hipsters as rising and roaming America, bumming and hitchhiking everywhere as characters of a special spirituality, which is interesting because it brings in the aspect of spirituality, which touches back on what uh, one of my friends at Visit Franklin mentioned earlier, which we'll touch on in later podcasts. But it seems as though hipster culture died to make way for many other cultures spanning through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. It wasn't until early 2000 that the term hipster resurfaced in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, when local resident Robert Lanham published the Hipster Handbook. I don't know why I don't own that. It described hipsters as young people with mop-top haircuts, swinging retro pocketbooks, talking on cell phones, smoking European cigarettes, strutting in platform shoes with a biography of Che Guevara sticking out of their bags. From then on, the love for expired trends and hate for Coldplay grew stronger and stronger. Hipster culture was back in a big way, Peter, Bjorn, and John were topping hipster playlists all over the world. Thrift shops were selling out of flannels, and vinyls were selling more than they ever had. Unfortunately, Vice wrote up an article about the death of the hipster culture again. But looking back on today's episode, is it that hipster culture is dying, or that mainstream and hipster culture are merging, After all this time, what hipsters have been fighting for has finally worked its way into the quote-unquote mainstream. So the necessity of this podcast seems more relevant now than ever before. Over the course of time, I'll break down each aspect of hipster culture and provide a bit of history regarding each subject. It'll make for an interesting, I think, 50 or some odd episodes, because we'll touch on everything. And, and really find a way to tie it back because your best friend who denies being a hipster uh, or your best friend that admits they're a hipster, there's things that I think will uh, will clash in this podcast. Hopefully we'll clear some things up a little bit. I, I don't know. Uh, but we'll find out and we'll see. So tell your friends, but not too many of them. Because this podcast is cool. It's when only a few people know about it. And when you can say, I've been listening since episode one. Until next week, I'm Nick Floyd and you've been listening to Hipstery.